Hey friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends, Margaret and Bernadette, as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life. Hi friends, before we begin today's episode, we wanted to let you know that today's story contains sensitive content that may not be appropriate for all audiences. We do not recommend this episode for children and listener discretion is advised. Hi everyone, and welcome back to season three of the Moving Mountains podcast. And we are so excited tonight to share our first guest of the season with you, Krista. Say hi, Krista. Hello. (laughs) Happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. And before we jump into introducing you, um, I believe that Margaret has a very important question for us. Okay, guys. I don't know if any of you are this crazy, but my thought is... If you had to run one leg of a triathlon, excuse me, participate in one part of a triathlon, which leg would you do and why? Mm. Krista? Um, I would probably say the open water swim. I love I no. love swimming. It's so great. Um, I've run too many marathons already. Um, I've, I've run like 13. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I've done ultra marathons. So um, swimming is very nice these days. Um, yeah, when I, when I lived on the West Coast, I did a lot of surfing and just open water swims. And the water is just so refreshing. And um, yeah, okay. I would yeah, I would take the swimming better leg. On the, better on the joints. <laughs> yes, it right? is. Better yeah. Joints for wow. Sure. That was a really cool answer. I was not <laughs> expecting that. And yeah, fun I fact. Feel- now I feel like all of the rest of the answers will be kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, I would participate in the bike ride because I feel like at this point in life, I love swimming, but I'm, I'm not a good enough swimmer. Um, running that far just hurts my body at this point. Just with old <laughs> injuries, it just like flares up like my old tear in my quad and some knee and ankle stuff from soccer. Um, but biking, I feel like you can just get on and cruise and get into a groove. So I would choose biking again, easy on the joints and uh, yeah, easy to go farther. So what about you, Paige? I think I would choose biking as well. Um, Open water swim sounds pretty terrifying to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I would just be anxious the whole time. Um, and running, I I love to run, but I'm so slow at running. So, yeah, biking it would be. Paige, I learned something new about you. I had no idea you liked running. I think all you people who like running are crazy. I think you're awesome. <laughs> I just think you're a little bit crazy. I just think it's torture. <laughs> Bringing me well, to my answer. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, I used to hate running, but then I downloaded the Nike Run app or the Nike run club app and like the coach on there actually teaches you how to run correctly. And that has made me really love and enjoy running. Oh, world that's of really difference. Cool. Yeah. The rosary will help. 
the help the rosary will help you get through the the mileage i mean i did actually the boston marathon in was it 2017 or 2018 and it was like just wow. pouring down rain like 30 degrees and i'm telling you Yikes. i think i prayed probably like 10 rosaries that whole race i was just oh mama God. mary please help me get through <laughs> When, I, when you were saying that at first, I thought you were saying you were, you did 2017 rosary. <laughs> like, oh, oh, when I did my. the Boston marathon, it took a uh, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of hail it. Come on, Mama Mary. Well, what about you? Margaret? I'm a hundred percent bicycle. Um, you might have a sore behind, but I'm all about <laughs> the bike. I feel like I'm flying when I'm riding a bike and I'm a decent swimmer, but I, I just, yeah, cycling kind of feels like you're flying. And as I have established, I do not like to run. So definitely the bike mm -hmm. portion. Hi, friends. We wanted to take a moment to say thank you so much for your support and encouragement that has brought us all the way to season three of this podcast. We are so grateful that our little homemade project has come so far. And we look forward to continuing to share these powerful miracle stories with all of our listeners. We consider the Moving Mountains podcast to be a ministry and we give freely of our time, but do have limited resources, which has at times resulted in mediocre sound quality and production of our episodes. Since the beginning, we've had many people ask how they can help support us, so we recently decided to address this topic. One dream is to hire a producer to improve the quality of our recordings. Also, thus far, our podcast has been shared by word of mouth thanks to all of you, but we would love to expand this ministry by advertising our podcast so that more people have access to the miracles recorded here. If you feel called to support this ministry, please search for Moving Mountains Podcast on Patreon.com or check out the link included in our show notes and on our Instagram profile. Thank you and God bless. Well, now that we all know a little bit more about each other and we know that Chris is a total beast, um, <laughs> I would <laughs> now I want to hear more about you. So Krista, <laughs> would you introduce yourself to our guests, please? All right. Yeah. So my name is Krista. Um, I grew up in Texas, um, in Allen, Texas, um, went to Allen High School. I grew up a cradle Catholic. I've loved soccer, love sports, um, running, hiking. I love the outdoors. Uh, fun fact, I ran cross country um, one year in high school and I was ranked 17th in the state of Texas. Um, wow. But I decided to play Division One um, college soccer in Louisiana. Um and I graduated with a master's in chemical engineering and, um, yeah, worked there for a while. And then I moved to the West Coast, um, just wanted to change the scenery, just um, uh, had a house a couple blocks from the beach, did a lot of surfing. And like I said, open water swims, a lot of hiking, just a lot of exploring. Um, and it was really beautiful. Um, and then um, I just moved actually back to Texas this year um, in the Dallas area to be um, kind of close to family, but you know, at the time I still had like the travel bug and I was like, you know, I'll be here just two weeks and, and then I'm gone, um, somewhere else like Colorado or I don't know, just somewhere. Um, and I'm telling you, I started getting plugged in into the, da uh, the Dallas, um, Catholic, um, y young adult group. And it has been on fire. Like God is definitely present here. Um, the Holy <laughs> Spirit is def definitely just moving through so many people and, um, he just continues wow. to, to pour, pour his love out upon me. Um, and so, um, you know, I said, at first I said, you know, I'll be here two weeks and then I'm gone. And then it was like a month and then, okay, then I'm gone soon. But <laughs> I, I've still been here and it's been j since January and I love it here. I never thought I would ever wow. say that about Texas <laughs> and it is fantastic. I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And so like, what am I up to these days? So I'm in the Encounter School of Ministry. Um, it's the Dallas uh, uh, Satellite School for Encounter. Um, and just re- really learning about the beauty and, and the purpose of miracles, you know, doing, doing the works that Jesus Christ did and greater. All of us are called to do these things and just growing into deeper um, union and intimacy from the Lord, because all of these mm-hmm. things flow from an intimate relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And it's truly an awesome adventure. Um, just really getting to know who we are and whose we are, you know, walking in our identity with the Lord. And when we know that, we are literally unstoppable. The devil is going to mm-hmm. run the minute we wake up. He is going to flee. <laughs> He's going to be like, oh, man, she's awake. I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> and seriously, if you read through the gospel of Mark, it is all about miracles. Like Jesus healed this condition. Jesus healed this condition. You know, he he cast out the demons. He calmed the sea. He healed the paralytic. He cleansed the leper. And um, this is in all these healings and all these miracles. It is Jesus coming to say, I love you. I come to bless you. I come to anoint you. I come to anoint your wounds. I come to re- redeem and glorify everything you've ever been through. Um, so I'm just really on fire for this. It's changed my life and it's been <laughs> honestly fantastic. Um, I'm also trying to build up a, um, a, a practice um, that teaches kids soccer and self-defense. Um, so I just love working with kids so much. They truly have the, the, the kingdom of heaven with them. Um, and so I just love prov- prov- providing a platform of like encouragement and just hope and, you know, happiness where they can learn, um, you know, a new sport. And, um, you know, maybe I can sneak in some scripture verses when I can or, or pray, you know, <laughs> pray, pray for my kids. I really love them. Um, I teach like awesome. anywhere from like kindergarten through high school and, I, I hold them in my rosaries. I offer them up in mass. And then with the whole self-defense mm-hmm. thing, I'm so passionate about this. You know, Ephesians 6, put on the full armor of God. Stand firm against the wickedness and snares of the devil. And just knowing how to get home safely, um, everything comes mm-hmm. from a steady foundation. And just like, you know, a house built on solid ground cannot be shaken. Um, and just so everything is like a scripture-based self-defense. And just knowing how to, you know, voice yourself when you need to. Our voice is a powerful weapon. And, um, you know, when God spoke, you know, he created. So our voice, our voice is powerful. God delights when we speak. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's just really been awesome. So, um, I just find so much fulfillment doing this. Um, I also play the cello. So I play cello in some masses, um, and other like, uh, healing conferences. Um, and I also help out with some retreats for the youth, just really active in all the Catholic events here, the sport events. And it's been honestly amazing. Just so, so awesome. Wow. Wow. Thanks so much for sharing all of that, Krista. And I do want to say I got connected through Krista because my husband went to one of the buddies that he grew up in the same area with. And his name is um, Father Matthias Thalen. And he's a part of the Encounter Ministries now podcast, Kyle thought, oh, I should just reach out and see if he knows anybody who has a story that they would want to share. And that's how I got connected with Krista. And I've just heard a very, very brief cliff notes of this experience. And (laughs) I'm so excited to hear the whole version and to introduce it to everyone else. So yeah. um, And before you dive into your story, I just want to say a quick side note, you and Paige should totally meet up in person because her family is down in the Dallas area. So Awesome. I'm sure she's, I'm sure the she Austin agrees with area. you about, or, oh, sorry. Austin. Area. Austin. <laughs> they're, like, they're like four hours apart, Bruna. Texas no is problem. We can make it happen. <laughs> we'll do some hiking in hill country. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, just want to say we have another Texan on this call and um, <laughs> <laughs> she loves it too. Let's so, go. Anyway. Texas, I think Texas is the winning state of the number of people who've been on this podcast. Just saying. Yeah, like, that's, that's true. Oh, wow. I had no idea you were in Texas Alaska now. might be so a close so second, funny. but I don't know. Yeah. We're still but bigger, Krista, by the way, just, just for the record. Um, Krista, you can dive in and start sharing your story with us if you'd like. All right, let's go. Let's go in the name of Jesus. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so I'm so excited. I'm so privileged to be able to, to, to be able to share this with everybody. Um, it is honestly a gift, um, a blessing and a grace to be able to, um, just, you know, be here and share this with so many people. Um, it, it is, the, it is the good news of the gospel and God truly deserves all the credit and all the, all the glory because he entered the depths of my suffering, the depths of everything I ever went through. And he made it something so beautiful, so, so glorious. And he truly outstretched his mighty, victorious, righteous right hand. And he transformed all the sorrow, all the pain, all the misery I, I went through into something that has so much rejoicing, so much redeeming, and um, just so much purpose with everything. Um, so basically, this is like a three-part miracle. Um, it is a physical healing. It is a psychological healing. And it is a spiritual healing. So we'll start with the physical healing. Um, the physical part was a um, improved neck mobility. So I had a C1-C2 fusion um, from a car wreck eight years ago. I was on my first way to... Uh, I was on, on my way to my first class of, of grad school and I was rear ended from behind. Um, I believe the car hit me. I don't know, probably going 70. We're supposed to be slowing down to a stop sign. Wow. And um, oh yeah, I remember nothing about this at all. I, all I remember is um, I looked in my rearview mirror and I saw someone kind of driving really quick at me. And I was like, I just hope they slow down. And I just remember thinking that, you know, and then the next thing I know, I'm in the back of an ambulance um, with a neck brace on and I'm just trying to wake up and, you know, you know, just figure out what happened. I, was, I remember asking the paramedics, like, what, <laughs> what, what is this? Where am I? Um, and they said, mm. um, you got hit by a car. It doesn't look like it's your fault, but you definitely have a neck injury. And um, yeah, so that was truly a miracle in itself that the paramedics were able to, to carefully carry, carry me out of this out of this vehicle because a millimeter more, I would not be here today. It is a miracle in, ex in itself that, that I, I survived that wreck. Um, and mm -hmm. so like in the, um, in the, uh, in the x-rays, um, yeah, they showed a fractured C1, C2. They showed a spinal fluid, a brainstem or brainstem fluid leaking. And like I said, most wow. people don't walk out of that alive. They are wow. at least mm -hmm. paralyzed. And I had no scratch on me anywhere, anywhere, just a wow. severely shattered neck. And um, I'm just going to say shout out to Mama Mary because her intercession really, oh man, she, she cradled my neck so, so perfectly, immaculately and beautifully that day because I found a miraculous medal in my bag that I have no way, I have no clue where it came from. Um, it just happened to be in my purse when I was looking through it in the hospital. And um, oh, so wow. shout out to Mama Mary, Queen of Heaven. Um, <laughs> seriously. So like, during this recovery, um, it was through like, you know, August through December. So, um, I really felt called to consecrate myself to Jesus through Mother Mary. And she has done nothing but bring me so much closer to her son. And so I consecrated myself to her on November 21st, the feast of the presentation of Our Lady, um, which is actually coming up soon. I'm in the middle of re yeah. renewing it, right? I try to renew it every year on that date or like on another feast day, like Our Lady of Lords, Our Lady of Fatima or, you know, something like that. And, or just say the consecration prayer every day. I think St. John Paul II said the consecration prayer every day. 
And mm. um, so anyways, back to the surgery. The surgery consisted of a C1, C2 fusion. Um, they had to have another like bone added to help with like the, the bone growth and also four screws um, put in. Oh. That means zero neck mobility, ho- uh, horizontal. I had up and down, but I did not have side to side at all. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, there was no side to side. Um, so like I said, it was difficult to play sports. It was difficult to work. It was difficult to sleep. Um, even driving, I could not mm. check my blind spot of like a robot. You know, every oh time I try gosh. to move my head, I have to move, you know, my shoulders and my whole upper body. So I had to have um, a special vehicle that had the blind spot monitors. Um, but good news is I was alive and I could still do most things. I just had to take extra precaution um, with everything. Um, and I, I was take I was in massive pain. Like I think the worst physical pain I've ever been in my entire life was right after surgery. So I was, I was mm. taking a lot of painkillers. But um, when this miracle happened, I threw all the painkillers away because I was no more. I had no more pain. Um, but we're getting there. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So separate from the neck accident, I, I had a lot of like psychological wounds. So I had a lot of traumas I've been through. It was honestly miserable. Um, shortly after the car wreck, I started going through some really crazy stuff. It was it was very, very traumatic. Um, I, I just was not sleeping and I had panic attacks. I just um, I had flashbacks. I had really bad PTSD. I had reoccurring nightmares. Um, and then I think the worst was probably like 2019. That's when rock bottom happened. I slept probably 60 days that entire year. And it was honestly Whoa. miserable. I was Whoa. like on every single sleep medication you could think of. I was not sleeping. And um, also, I'm going to call this out because I've been delivered from this as well. And I'll get to this later. But I had a really, really bad eating, eating disorder. Um, anorexic. Mm. I had to go to an IOP um intensive outcare patient place for several months to just recover from everything that this um, eating monster, literally, it's like wow. this very intrusive thoughts that really want to control mm-hmm. your body. They want to control what you eat, obsessed with calories, obsessed with, you know, way overworking out. And I was just, I was honestly miserable. Um, this thing mm-hmm. literally wants to destroy your mind, body, and soul. And it is that, that trying to beat this thing was probably way worse than the insomnia stuff because the eating disorder creeps in because it's a coping mechanism. It tries to cover up the, the traumas. So if, if it gets mm. you thinking about all the all the food and the calorie stuff, then you don't have to deal with the trauma head on. Um, but then once you start recovery, mm. that's the worst part, because then you have to face everything it tried to cover up. And that was so painful. And then you oscillate between, you know, this horrible eating voice and the, whole, the just uncovering all the trauma stuff. And it was honestly so miserable for so many years. For a while, I didn't know where God was. I wasn't sleeping. I was very, very suicidal. Um, I just did. I didn't. It was awful. Just awful. Um, I thought God abandoned me. I really thought he hated me. I thought it was a creation defect. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I was created to just suffer. That There was no hope. It was just darkness. Everywhere I looked was just darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I had night tears. So I'm going to speak about this because I was, I've been delivered from this as well so, as part of the healing. Night tears is different than like flashbacks or nightmares or any of that stuff. With night tears, you literally feel like there is an entity on you. Right before I go to bed, it would, th- this thing would come and I would feel like my skin is peeling. I would feel like I'm being stabbed. I would feel like I'm being strangled. I have journaled about this for years and I've been to priests. I've been to therapists and doctors. What in the world is this? And nobody knew what I was talking about. 
but I am free from this and God always has a rescue plan and I, I will get I will get more into this later. I am delivered from all of these things, by the way. Um, I don't it's crazy even thinking uh, talking about this because um, I don't think this way anymore. These things are not a part of me. Um, they are gone in the name of Jesus. And um, wow. yeah, so it is amazing. And I just feel very called to speak about this because one in eight women deal with an eating disorder and mm. they don't know, like the, a lot of people don't understand it and get very judged for it. Um, and it's just, wow. it, it's, it's a disaster dealing with it is recovery. Mm. You, you're going to relapse and it's just, it, it is a mess but God has a different story and God comes in and it is fantastic. God has redeemed all of this. So now that's all, that's all the stuff that was leading up before the miracle. So now the miracle, okay, we fast forward to this year, you know, like I said, I moved to Dallas um, in, in January, 2023. And uh, my heart was opening up um, little by little. And I, I believe if this conference was a year before I do not believe I would have been healed because I was not ready or like I was just in the midst of, you know, the darkness, the pain, like I, my identity was in the suffering and not in what God can do, but it, it is all, it is all switched. Um, and so basically um, I was finding a lot of hope. I was finding a lot of consolation, a lot of peace in, in the crosses. Like I was finding, even if I didn't sleep a lot, you know, or night tears or whatever the heck it was, panic attacks. Um, I still, felt like I at least I at least had peace that God was was going to come. He's going to rescue me little by little. And I, I truly found light. I, I, I did, but it was still very hard to you know get out of this. Um, so I was on, on the up and up. I still have very tough daily and nightly battles, but I was on the up and up. Um, about a week and a half before the encounter conference in May, dude, I hit a really, really rock bottom. Like the enemy did an excellent job reminding me of everything I went through everything and was just blaring in my face like you're never going to get recovered why fight why fight like you're not going to get fully healed like all, all your fighting and all this all that like it's it's for nothing so and it was incredibly believable y'all that i actually really tried suicide one more time and people came and saved me and you know and so you know thanks be to god and you know a week and a half later i stumble upon encounter conference y'all thanks be to god and so the conference, it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday conference. And it was full of, I didn't even go Thursday. I had, um, I had something else going on, but so I stumble, I stumble in on Friday. Um, so I'm just still really like shaken up by everything I experienced a week and a half before, like, oh my gosh. But I, I still had hope. I was like, I know God is real. I know he's going to revive me. I know he's going to bring me out of this. So I went in there with just whatever faith I had. And so the conference was a series of amazing talks and activations about receiving the love of the Father, receiving the love of Abba Father, God the Father, our awesome dad in heaven, that by our baptism we have access to all the heavens and everything that Jesus did, and just how to have a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. And y'all, we seriously have so much more power and authority over the enemy. He's just a fly. He's a gnat. I mean, you just swat him away. Or he's a caged dog. I mean, he's in a cage. He's on a leash. All, all he can do mm -hmm. is bark. And he can drive fear into people, but he's not going to win ever, ever. Mm -hmm. And so then we get to Friday night, which is the healing service. And the, the focus was supposed to be on physical healings. And I'm like, why am I here? I went for psychological healing, you know, help me with this trauma stuff. So I'm like, dude, nothing, nothing is going to happen. Like, oh, I guess I came to the wrong place. But God has a different <laughs> story. So, yeah, Friday night, um, 
they go through the blockages in healing, and a lot of the blockages in people's healing is unforgiveness. And so, but the thing is, you know, I thought I had moved on. You know, I'm living life in Texas. You know, I'm, I'm doing my thing, and life is great. I met a lot of really great people, and it's, you know, it's fine. But what I didn't realize is the Holy Spirit in that moment. I'm in the back of the room trying to experience this alone. Like, I'm just, I had so much to process with the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit revealed the blockage in healing, which is unforgiveness. But unforgiveness has three parts. Forgiving the person, forgiving yourself, and forgiving the Lord. And so I didn't realize I needed to forgive all three people. And so, um, you know, at that time, I'm still, you know, like I said, shaken up by what happened a, a week and a half before. And so um, I just started re- re- repeating the prayer um, in, in the Gospel of Luke, Luke 18, 13. Jesus Christ, son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me, a sinner. You know, give me the grace to, to forgive, forgive the people that hurt me, to forgive myself for how I dealt with it and to forgive you. I thought, I thought you abandoned me. And for a while I thought, I thought you weren't even real. So please, Jesus Christ, step in and do the loving, do the forgiving, do the thing that I just can't do. And so in that moment, my body went up in flames. I'm telling you, burning head to toe. And I knew in my heart that God healed me of something. I just didn't know what, mm. you know, I had a lot of things, like I said, that needed healing from, is it night terrors? Is it, is it the eating disorder? Is it panic attacks, PTSD? What is it? Um, I usually mm-hmm. don't find out until 24 to 48 hours later. So, but, but I knew, I knew that he had rescued me from a lot of these things. And, and I, I felt in my heart that these, these things were going to be more fully healed o- over a period of time. Um, and they all have. Um, so then um, I just felt in my heart that I needed more um, intercession with, with, with my other brothers and sisters who were there that day. So I kind of went back in the front with the group of people that I was with. And this is when words of knowledge got called out. So the encounter prayer team and Father Matthias, they all had had words of knowledge of, of physical, physical healings that they believe would take place that day. And I'm telling you, part by part that I needed physical healing from were called out in just about the exact order. So brain swelling was called out. So I stood up for brain swelling because I just had a concussion and that still needed healing. Um, so I just, I stood up for that, but I'm just like, I'm just not, I'm not here for physical healing. I'm here, I'm here for other stuff. Um, and then they call out neck. So like I said, with all, with all the neck stuff, you know, C1, C2 fusion. Um, so I, I stood up for that. And then they said back and leg, like, I think it was like right leg pain or leg pain, something like that. Um, and I blew out my, my right leg from playing a lot of soccer and martial arts and, then they go back to neck and I'm like, what is the deal with the neck? But regardless, it was every single physical part that needed a physical healing. And then everybody like starts laying hands on me. There's honestly probably 20 or 30 people like interceding for me, just pressing in. Like I, I just pray that whatever she's going through, I pray for her suffering. I pray, I pray for her faith. I pray for her identity. You know, I want her to be healed and get past this. Um, and then uh, y'all brothers and sisters, I'm having like the, the pivot point of a lifetime, you know, I, I have to change my identity because the enemy wanted me to have my identity in the suffering um, and, you know, the old stuff, the old ways, you know, how I dealt with things, um, my old sins. Um, and so to not identify with those things, but to identify with who I am, you know, I'm a daughter of the Lord. I have authority and I have the, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the line of Judah on my side. And he loves me the way I am. And he is here to protect me and defend me. And so I'm just, I have to accept this. And so, 
I had, I had a sister in Christ praying over me. And she was like, Krista, you're doubting. Krista, accept the healing. He just healed you. And so I just said, I busted out, help my unbelief, help my unbelief. <laughs> Jesus Christ, son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. I'm healed. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I'm healed. I just declared it. I accepted it. I accepted the new identity, the new, the new mission, the new everything he wanted, he wanted for me. And I'm not identifying with the old darkness that the, the devil had for me. I'm identifying with the light, the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, and also I had a sister in Christ who actually had her nan- her hand on my neck at that time. And she said that she felt vi- vibrations going on and like adaptions going on. So she literally felt that the miracle take place. And wow. <laughs> yeah, she felt unforgiveness leave my neck. <laughs> so yeah, because unforgiveness was held in my neck and it's not there anymore. It's beautiful. Like I can move my neck. It's, you know, for the wow. first time oh in eight gosh. years, wow. I wasn't able to do that before. Um, eight years. Wow. Eight years. And you know what? Like I can move my neck left and right, and that means I can say no to the lies of the enemy. No more. <laughs> no more. I'm a child of God. Don't mess with me. You mess with me, you mess with my father, and I don't think you want that. And um, yeah, so then I had these X-rays reviewed, and I'm telling you, I I was convinced that these screws in here were out. I ran around that room saying, "My screws are out. My screws are out." Yo, Jesus did surgery on my neck. They're out. They're out. In the name of Jesus, He did surgery. They're out. But what he really did was open heart surgery, you know, like he changed the way I saw the past. He changed the way I saw the people who hurt me, the, the, the Judases, you know, they are good teachers. And he just taught me how to, you know, like, like see it as, as something so beautiful and so glorious that the, he, has, he has come in and he has redeemed. He showed me his love. And um, I mean, seriously, first Peter one, three, all praise and glory be to our God. And so um, the next day after this, it just gets crazier. Um, was the impartation of gifts. And this is where, you know, God shares his spirit, his anointing on one person to the next person. And so when all this was happening, like I just was feeling, you know, tingling and heat again. And then I went out in the spirit for the first time in my life ever. And I was out on the ground for three hours. And during this time, the Lord was showing me heaven, seriously, because going out in the spirit, I was very aware that I was on the ground, but I was also having this really intimate divine encounter with my Lord, with my beloved. And he was showing me heaven and heaven equals communion with the brother, with the sister. Heaven equals forgiveness. He was showing me flashes of people one by one. A lot of people, y'all, a lot of people, a lot of all, everyone that I needed to forgive that I had a very hard time forgiving. It was the cross. It was the person and it was me. And in between us was Jesus Christ doing the loving, doing, doing, mm-hmm. doing the forgiving, doing the renewing. You know, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. And in this stillness, mm-hmm. so much healing and beauty and just anointing was happening. It was a total love story. And it was just, oh my gosh, it was just so awesome. And so like, we are so victorious with the Lord and it's just, oh my goodness, it's been amazing. So that is basically the miracle and then post miracle is really crazy. So anybody have any questions? <laughs> I, well, I do want to ask one thing. When did you realize, like when you realized your neck was healed, did you just suddenly turn your head and you're like, Oh my just, gosh. Oh my no, God. that's actually a good point. Yeah. So when I, I'm running around like, like a crazy person saying I'm healed, I'm healed. And I tell, I tell the <laughs> encounter prayer team, I just got healed of something. And they're like, what is it? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I said, I'll find out within like 24 hours, probably. And they said, okay, just come back tomorrow morning and tell us, you know, did you have better sleep or this or that, you know? And I'm like, okay. So when I'm running around telling everybody, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, move your neck. 
and I move my neck, and then I just was just like, yeah, my screws are out, y'all. Jesus did surgery. <laughs> so, yeah, Lily is in the middle of running around like crazy a Friday, that Friday night was when the Holy Spirit said, yes, it is it is your neck. And everyone was just, like, mind blown. They're like, ma'am, can you, can you tell us what happened? Because, like, you weren't moving your neck, and now you move your neck. Like, what went on? <laughs> so, wow. it was amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. That's, that's wild. What did your family think of that? Oh my gosh. Like, it was fantastic. Um, so that night I, I, um, uh, I called, I called my brother. Um, he lives in Iowa and he's like, you gotta be crazy. This is ama- amazing. We need x-rays. So like, you know, it was exciting, but like, we want proof. And then I, I called my mom. And so I was like, mom, guess what? She's like, what? It was just, it was like 11 or no, this is like 12, like midnight or something. I was like, mom, I'm laying on my stomach. And like, she knows what that means. That means I can move my neck because I, I couldn't do that before. I was like, mom, my, my neck just got healed. Wait, what? What? Where? It's like, mom, I was at a healing service. What? Are you crazy? Like, where? Like, St. Anne's, Capel, Encounter Conference. You gotta be joking. I was like, yeah, mom, I'll let me FaceTime you. It's like the middle and middle of the night. I can move my neck. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I FaceTime, you know, my, 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 uh, my family, then like my extended family, and they're just like, wow, that is something else. <laughs> Gosh, the things we so, don't think about too of uh, an injury, like the, the idea that you couldn't lay on your stomach wouldn't have crossed my mind, but you're, you're so limited because you yes. can't turn your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the neurosurgeon cannot explain it. You know, like I said, I was convinced these screws were out, but when we did the x-rays, the screws are still in there. He said there is excellent bone growth. It is the most fused and healed he has ever seen it in his entire life. So cool. And like being able to move it like this literally goes against science. He said, if it's even possible for you to get any mobility back, you would have to actively work it left to right every day. And like, you might be lucky to get a little bit back, but not like full range of motion. And I said, you know, this happened at a healing conference in one moment's time with pe- people pressing in and praying over me. So glory be to God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Berna, did you That's have something amazing. you wanted to say? Oh, I, w- I was about to ask um, what the surgeon or doctors thought about it. And so you kind of answered that already, but like, what was yeah. their response when you told them that it was a miraculous healing? Oh yeah. Well, I think, you know, like, unfortunately, like some doctors, like they want a medical explanation and it was like, you know, like I said, he gave it, but like it would, it, I would have to theoretically work it left and right every day, days, months, years, and to be able to mm-hmm. get a little bit back, but not full range of motion in one moment's time. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, amazing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care, you know, your explanation, but this is a divine healing <laughs> and we're accepting wow. it. We're declaring it today right now. <laughs> wow. Also, I just want all of our listeners to know that every time Krista says full range of motion, she's moving her neck back and forth. Oh, full range. Whipping it back and <laughs> forth. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so glorious. With the amazing. biggest smile on her face. Yes, yes. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I awesome. want to hear more about like post miracle life. Now, oh, what okay. Post miracle life is wild. I mean, wild. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode. We look forward to sharing part two with you next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell, please call our hotline at four one two four four nine nine six zero nine, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Moving Mountains Podcast AK. We encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and share our podcast with others. We'll see you next time.